0: Hello and welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse, and I'm Elliot Diebold. and we are back this fortnight to talk about the Land Before Time, uh, a uh, yeah. children's movie that's got a bunch of dinosaurs in it, and it's a pretty good family fun time.
1: <laughs> yeah, so won't you won't you tell us about the plot for okay. starters? I guess so
0: it's a true. It's based on a true story, mm-hmm. um, where billions not. Millions? Thousands? Some amount of years ago. I I I think
1: think. the exact phrasing in the movie is thousands of centuries, but it would be, yeah, just millions of years. Yep. Like, Um, around 65 million and a bit, I guess. (laughs) All right,
0: getting technical. Yeah, so 65 (laughs) million and a bit years ago, there lived a group of dinosaurs that were uh, long necks, was the technical term. Uh, But you might Mm -hmm. know them as, what, brontosauruses? I actually think that keeps changing, like, Yeah. yeah. I forgot the names of these dinosaurs actually, and like uh, like stegosaurus, I I thought in my head, oh yeah, that's the spikies or whatever, and I'm I kind of lost the plot with it a bit. <laughs> anyway, so uh, there's a a family of of long necks, um, and uh, y- you you kind of get the vibe that uh, food is running out. Not just the vibe; they're they're migrating because the the traditional feeding grounds for them have had less and less leaves to eat. Um, and so they're, uh, along their way, migrating to a, a great valley in the west, a kind of promised land of sorts. Um, and uh, on the way, you meet this little baby one called Littlefoot, and then his mum dies, and it gets really sad for a bit. And then he makes some friends with some other kid dinosaurs who also have lost all their parents, seemingly. Um, and they go on an adventure. They explore. They fight a T-Rex that they call a spike tooth. And, a sharp uh, tooth. Sharp tooth, sorry. And then they find their way to the valley, and you know it's a kids' movie, so that's basically the whole plot.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a pretty simple premise.
0: Yeah, um, there's a the, we end up with a group of five dinosaurs uh, in our kind of main team. We have Littlefoot the long neck, Sarah the uh, tricerat uh, the yeah the triceratops, a three horn, three horn, yeah, yep. uh, Ducky who is something I'm not really sure what.
1: I I actually think. I remember reading they they like there is no one species or there's no actual one species that Ducky's based off it's just oh, okay. kind of a so that she's just a swimmer in the movie but there's yeah. not actually a direct species that it ties to.
0: Okay, uh then there's Petri, Petri who is a, a pterodactyl, and there is Spike the uh the Tail, who is a stegosaurus.
1: <laughs> um yeah.
0: And that that's our main team and of course The the first thing that jumps into my head watching this movie is, of course, like which of these would win in a fight, which was a question that I was pondering over the course of this movie. Um, So obviously you can rule out Ducky and Petrie because they're tiny. But then between Littlefoot and Sarah, the, the Triceratops, and Spike, who do you
1: think would win in a fight, Ellie? It's an interesting question. I'm trying not to let my knowledge of the, the sequels oh, uh, is, interfere do, too Is much. the Land Before um, Time 6 Civil War or something? And, <laughs> and the fans finally get this question answered. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, so obviously from from a meta-narrative perspective, the answer's mm. obviously Littlefoot because mm. uh, the world tends to cater to Littlefoot's uh, sure. whims. Sure, Um. But I, I think my real answer would be Spike. He does um, seem
0: like he's built like a tank, doesn't he?
1: yeah exactly my my thinking is that like Sarah could like trump littlefoot pretty easily, but mm-hmm. I think both Sarah and Littlefoot would uh tire themselves out just trying to break through spike's incredible um you know brunt brutish strength mm. uh, like he he'd just stand there and let them tie themselves out. He's like Ho- homer in that boxing episode of the simpsons,
0: <laughs> yep, that makes sense that makes sense um uh what cool. was your well, that's our episode oh sorry uh. <laughs> what what was my pick? I think Littlefoot. Honestly, like put aside the fact that he's too nice to ever fight anyone, and I think he could have it. I think he just has that kind of like scrappy tenacity, and he's clearly smarter <laughs> than than Sarah and Spike. Um, I don't know. I get the vibe that he he he'd win the day. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um. Anyway, putting that aside, uh, <laughs> I I want to talk about so. So before we get into this, I think that the kind of main thing to talk about here is this is a a, a kids movie, right? Um, yeah. I, wait, I, wait. I think
1: there are some moments. So, so to interrupt, there are yeah. some moments that do still work quite well as mm-hmm. an adult. But mm-hmm. uh, like rewatching this uh, last week with my sister, I, I was like, oh, this is very much a kids movie. I, I don't know how much this is going to have grabbed Ruben.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, like, it was... The thing is, it's obviously very well made, right? It's And it's got a lot of things going for it as a kid's movie, but it, because it is targeted at young children, there is just, like, a level of disconnection that I'm inevitably going to have for, But I, I don't want to just talk about that because that's a boring thing to talk about for this movie, but it, it did obviously impact my enjoyment of it a fair amount.
1: Yeah, sure. I understand if it's going to uh, come in when we give it a score at the end, for yeah. sure.
0: But putting that aside, I, this movie was really beautifully animated. Like... Far out. The animation in this movie is incredibly great.
1: Mm. And and like it was it was done in 1988, I reckon. So yeah. like yeah, like it was a really it was a really good job for back then uh, as well.
0: Yeah. So it's 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 uh, Don Bluth and his animation company, who obviously well known for a lot of yeah. animated uh kids movies, I suppose. Um Anastasia is probably the other big one that jumps to mind.
1: Yeah. What a what a film.
0: Yeah. Watching this movie, you can really get why he made such a name for himself because this is like it's beautiful it's really, really well done um and, and that was honestly the thing about it I enjoyed the most, I think was just watching like watching the movie on a visual level
1: uh yeah i I agree, I think they do a really good job of making all five of the the main characters sort of different colors, really like littlefoot's purple sarah 's yellow Petrie's brown brown and then yeah like ducky and spike are just different shades of green <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: um but you know that that's sort of that's a that's a pretty wide spectrum just there and i think that really it really helps a lot especially like you know it, 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 there's a lot of visual clarity to that
0: yeah 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 um let's talk about these characters a bit because they are pretty like standard children's movie characters i suppose yeah um the one that I found myself enjoying the most was Ducky, just because, uh, and it's weird because Ducky and, and Petrie, are both the kinds of characters in kids' movies that it's really easy to find annoying, mm-hmm. um, and Petrie I did probably find quite annoying, but <laughs> Ducky is just, like, so endearingly innocent that I just found myself falling in love with them. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah uh. Ducky's, like, yep, yep, yep was a thing in our household for years as a kid. Like, like, yep, (laughs) yep, yep was just something that was said in response to (laughs)
0: stuff. Yeah, it's adorable. Um, Yeah, you know what the other thing about this movie was, Elliot? And I don't know if this came across to you, but it really had this weird vibe of, like, being part documentary- and I kind of made a joke that it was based on a true story, which obviously is nonsense, but it, it feels like a bit of a nature documentary for children, where it's also kind of just an adventure, right? I, I agree. And I think that's
1: largely because of the way there's sort of a narrator who cuts in at yes. times, it, particularly at the start, where he's like, mm. you know, uh, before man, you know, there were the dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> bum, bum, bum. <laughs> yeah. And, and there's a little stuff like that. And I guess- like to a certain extent, there is some dinosaur-related education in this. Like you know, you yeah. do you do learn bits and pieces like about herbivores versus carnivores and that yeah, sort sure. of thing. Uh but you're you're right; it's far from an actual documentary.
0: Yeah, but it really did feel like it had this vibe of like this movie exists to get kids invested in dinosaurs and then kind of spark their imagination and and make them want to learn about these like obviously pretty yeah. wild. Creatures that existed. Um, I mean,
1: that's that's definitely what happened to us. In fact, wait, like, sorry, this is sort of related to what you're talking about, and I just want to vent about this somewhere. Okay, uh, the, so there was a like documentary series called Walking with Dinosaurs. Um, mm. when I think we were I remember kids. this, yeah, yeah, and so you know, I've I've seen it recently, and the, the animation or you know the the CGI has not aged well, but it was basically sure. It was shot as a documentary um, and it just followed dinosaurs. So it's kind of like say something like walking with the apes or something. Right. But they were CGI in dinosaurs and how they think dinosaurs would have behaved. So it would follow, you know, a th- and, and it's much more what you were sort of talking about land before time was almost sort of going for w- with that one vibe was, you know, they would follow a plesiosaur as it would have lived for a couple right. of weeks Um, in walking with dinosaurs. And it was great. And then, about a year ago I found out they'd remade or they'd made a new Walking with Dinosaurs and I was like heck yes and uh so a, a few of us downloaded it and and we went to watch it and it was actually it just followed a little triceratops that could talk and he had <laughs> and he had a companion that was like a little bird creature and right. it was it was actually much more like land before time but CGI and I was I was so I was like this is not this is not educational, you know? <laughs> the, uh, I mean, the worst thing was, it actually kind of was, like, the Triceratops was learning about different species of dinosaur from his right. little bird friend, who who was apparently, Weird. like, a David Attenborough-esque, oh, uh, right. okay. like, bird. Um, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was such garbage. I'm just, <laughs> I just...
0: Speaking <laughs> about garbage, can we talk about the... I did end up watching some of the Second Land Before Time movie. Yeah, um, so,
1: my sister and I did as well. We watched the whole thing, and... Oh, Wow. We, you got
0: further than I did, buddy.
1: Um, I will say I spent probably the second half, uh, like on my phone browsing mm-hmm. other things. Uh, yeah. And also, we uh, like we were having a bit to drink, and I think being tipsy, uh, made us a lot better at just appreciating the nostalgia that we had attached to it. Uh, <laughs> That's probably that, the right that that was to enjoy it. Yeah, that was all that movie had going for it. Like yeah, honestly, it's I, such I, trash.
0: I would definitely say if you want to watch the sequels to the Land Before Time. Go back in time, watch them thirty years ago, and then you'll be <laughs> yeah. able to watch them with the <laughs> Because sitting through them for the first time, it was like I cu- I didn't finish the second one. Um, I couldn't. No. I, it, no, It's a musical, which I don't know if you touched on in the first. No, part. well,
1: I I honestly didn't expect you to really waste much time <laughs> with the second one. Um, no, yeah, that, that's one of the things they do is they pe- all of them all of them are musicals, and in fact, we we had a lot of fun singing along because we surprised we surprised ourselves. We still knew all the words. Oh wow. Uh, 20, 20 years tragic. later um so that 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 was fun and that it, as i said that was the only enjoyment we got out of that film was being like oh my god we remember the songs
0: um yeah so it's like it's that style of musical where all the main characters are obviously voiced by children and it, it <laughs> the songs are like painful to listen to because it's that <laughs> s- style of children singing where they're kind of like Singing along, but they're not like trained singers, and they're all a bit off key. And it's just, it's like them singing, narrating things that are happening to them, and it's all—it's so horrible. (laughs) It was really painful, Elliot.
1: Oh, we we had a really good laugh when the the villains, the egg snatchers, first came on. I laughed too. And they start and they start talking in British accents. Yeah, and we just lost it. Like we'd. Uh, we'd honestly completely forgotten they were even in it until they appeared. We're like, oh, my God, the egg snatchers. <laughs> um,
0: <sighs> um, yeah. yeah but-,
1: but it's 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 such a weird pivot, though, because that, that, I think that movie came out like four or five years after the first one. And it's just like, it must have just been a team at Universal or something who was like, let's go through our children's IPs and yeah. see what we can just start farming out. And somebody was like, oh, we can make dinosaur musicals.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And. The thing is the animation is a lot worse as well. And I looked it up and it's, they don't, there's no affiliation with the, with, I keep wanting to call it the blues company, but that's fucking arrested (laughs) with, with Don (laughs) Bluth animation studio. Um, and, and you can really feel that the animation is a lot cheaper and it makes it a lot like one of the things carrying me through the more like younger targeted bits in the first movie was just kind of enjoying the ride of the animation. Um, And with that gone, it it was a real slog.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, but just everything about the second is is substantially worse.
0: And there are like 12 of them or something. Like, I don't even fucking know how our parents put up with that.
1: Well, so we actually, because we we were at my parents' place, me and my sister. So we were digging through their VHS collection. And apparently in our household, we made it up to the seventh one. Before your parents Um, finally
0: gave up. (laughs)
1: Well, I think I think we outgrew them by that age, okay. which is, you know, probably like 10. Um, but even then, like, we could barely remember the seventh one. Like, the, I think the reason we must have stopped is because it's pretty clear based on how well we could remember the songs from the second and even the fifth one um, that we watched them a lot as right. kids. Uh, whereas the seventh one, we read the plot and we couldn't remember it at all. <laughs> and so we we're like, oh, okay, like this we must have watched this one once and been like... No, that's it.
0: It makes me think there's a fun game in here where I pull out a song from one of the Land Before Time movies, the first seven, and you have to try and guess what movie it's from.
1: <laughs> Man, the fifth one has some great songs. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, uh, the, wait, so the plot for the fifth one, we didn't rewatch this one, I just remember it.
0: Is, wait, uh, wait, 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 Elliot. Yeah. Before you say that, we just have to say, spoilers for the Land Before Time 5, guys. <laughs> If you, yeah, if you yeah. don't want it spoiled, go out and watch it for yourself.
1: <laughs> um. So for some reason, I can't remember. Uh, our, our top five team ends up out of the Great Valley and they find okay, the sure. ocean, but 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 they can't drink it because it's salty. And then they cross a little land bridge and end up on an island. But then the tide rises and they can't get back off the island. Okay. And then and then Chomper is there. And wait, it's like who's, the movie where Chom- Chomper? Chomper comes back. Oh, that's the T Rex that they hatched in the second one. You oh, maybe you didn't make it. I didn't it that get far. up to that bit. No. no. Okay. So the most well, the second half of the second movie basically revolves around this T Rex that they hatch named Chomper, and right. then in the fifth one he comes back and he speaks T Rex and plant eater, I guess. Like, yeah, he
0: <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I was thinking this during the first movie, like the the T Rexes, the uh, sharp tooth teeth are so, or there's one sharp tooth, I suppose, and he's so like clearly not. He's like not. He's portrayed as not sentient. Like the other animals are all like talking and sentient, but the sharp tooth is like just here to fuck shit up and follow his base animal instincts. Yeah, he's much more of
1: just an animal, and like I guess it simplifies having a villain in a
0: kid's. Yeah, if they're not, if they don't talk with a British accent. (laughs) Right, so what happens in 5, sorry? Oh
1: yeah, Oh, so they get stuck on this island and then they find out the sharp teeth are there but then they're saved by Chomper because it's Chomper and his parents and he can act as a translator now because he also speaks tooth. and <laughs> then, yeah, just, I don't know, a bunch of shenanigans happen. Eventually they make it off the island but he just has some great
0: songs. Okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> listen to the OST later, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah, so what else do I want to say about The Lamp Before Time? Uh, you know what, here's something. It, this movie kind of reminded me of what kids movies were able to get away with in terms of like depressing things because
1: yeah well this is what i wanted to get to how 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 did you respond to littlefoot's
0: mother's passing it was sad i don't it wasn't it it didn't affect me that much because of my general level of disconnection from the movie but i can definitely see how this would really fuck up a child <laughs> right yeah, well, I mean, and it I mean, maybe it, it contextualizes some stuff about you Elliot.
1: But... <laughs> um yeah well no but, like even watching it last week that that moment still got to me like it I and i think like you if you talk to other people who watch this film growing up i think that's a moment that's seared into a lot of kids memories because yeah. you're right it's not the sort of thing you see in at least kids' movies these days that I'm aware of, like, if I think about the ones, you know, things like the Pixar films or whatever that are sort of the whole
0: family, like, I don't think they deal with stuff
1: that heavy.
0: Well, like, I can think of things, like, in Inside Out, there's the, like, imaginary friend who gets left behind and stuff like that, and that's sad, obviously, to us as adults, but it, it, and obviously to kids watching it as well, but, like, in this you see Littlefoot's mother get injured, saving him from uh, the sharp tooth, and then yeah. he he's there, kind of with her as she dies on the screen, and it's like mm. it's really there's no punch pulled there. You just watch him watch his mother die, and it's like real fucked up.
1: Yeah, yeah. As um, as I said, I, I I think there's a large large chunk of of people around our age who remember this scene very yeah. vividly, even if they haven't seen the film for ten years.
0: Yeah, and then also like. In a modern movie, you would kind of move on from that sad bit a bit more. Like it would kind of be plot relevant, but then you wouldn't dwell in it. But this movie does dwell in it. Like Littlefoot keeps hallucinating that his like his mother, as well as like for the next five or ten minutes he's super depressed and it takes a, a old wise salamandery kind of thing to mm. to to talk to him about life and death to pull him out of his of, of his depression that he's in for a chunk of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it really—I didn't expect it to be as—I don't know—as out there with that stuff as it was. I, I guess that was more standard back in the day.
1: Yeah, yeah, which is which is interesting because, like, I wonder if that's like—I wonder if it was too much or whether it was good for me. You know, like I'm, I'm mm. trying to—I'm trying to sit on that. I feel like it yeah. was good for me, but I mean that—that that could just be
0: like bias. Yeah, I, I guess on the whole, I think this is a movie that would be great to to for to watch with children, right? Like, it's a movie that is it is a very good children's movie. Um, yeah. But it's not one of those. It's not a kind of Pixar style children's movie where they put stuff in there for the adults. At least, not in my my opinion of it. It definitely was like for children, and that's that's okay. It's not it's not a bad thing, obviously. But it did mean that <laughs> there were large parts of it where I was just kind of not engaged at all.
1: Um. No, that's fair. And I think, yeah, so obviously I I still enjoyed it. And I guess this is answering a question we sort of touched on last week, which is, I I think even some of the bits I appreciate that I thought weren't nostalgia attached Mm. to, it's it's just kind of, I think the nostalgia draws you in and just causes you to maybe care more about that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Especially, I think one of the slowest parts of the movie is from about the 15 minute mark until like the 35 or 40 minute mark is just... Littlefoot adding members to his party one at a time, and it it, feel, it like it, it's you know it's it's Sarah first, and that obviously is quite developed, uh, the most developed kind of hinting yeah. at them joining up, and then we get oh and we get Ducky as well, who obviously I quite liked, and then it it keeps going with with <laughs> Petrie and with Spike, who are the least engaging characters of the main cast, and it's just.
1: In, in what world is Spike not at least second best? I, He's great. He literally he and he eats says and does <laughs> nothing
0: the entire <laughs> movie, Elliot. Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. It's fine. But when you spend like five minutes on introducing Petrie and then you spend five minutes on introducing Spike and they do nothing and they're so uninteresting. It's just like, I don't know. Maybe they do stuff later in other movies and that kind of retroactively makes you more excited to meet them. But no, I, I think not that's not
1: interested <laughs> What what I love about Spike is from all the movies I remember, he never does anything. He just sits there <laughs> and he just eats. Like that's, that's classic. the thing. He he walks around and he eats an absolute fuckload, and he's just clearly like a a stoner. I mean, <laughs> yeah, wait, <totally>. really? Like-
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, I guess I don't know. I'm like I I don't think I enjoyed this movie that much, but it was it was fine. It was good, and I don't. I it's not like I didn't like it enough to want to call out that it was doing things wrong because it wasn't. It was good. It was fine.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I guess I guess if you wanted to put a number on it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel harsh saying it, but I think it's a five. I think it's a five, Elliot. It feels like a five, which is yeah, just because fair. it's just not for me. <laughs> like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Watch it. If you have kids, watch it with them. I'm sure they'll enjoy it and they'll cover their <laughs> eyes when, when his mum dies and you'll be fine. I'm sure. Cool. And that's well. The Land Before Time. One and part of two and part of five. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so I guess why don't we well we should talk about what's happening yeah, next. Yeah. So fortnight.
0: normally this would be the part of the show where we talk about uh, where we do our prescription where we talk about what we're going to be talking about next week, next fortnight. But it's a special time, Elliot. It's the most special time on the Media MD calendar apart from Christmas when we sometimes do Christmas themed recommendations. <laughs> um, <laughs> because uh it's it's almost our 3 year anniversary of doing this show. Um and of course traditionally every time we've Past another year of doing this show, we've done our annual checkup, and, <laughs> uh, and we've revisited all of our or some of our past episodes, some of the things that we want to talk about that we uh, recommended to each other in previous episodes. Yeah, um, and so we're planning on doing that again. It, we're planning on next fortnight's episode being the annual checkup tacular version three, which is, I think what we've been calling them, or maybe the name changes every year. I, I don't remember. It's a year between no, each I, of these. So. I
1: think you, I think you just made that up. It's just the annual checkup, I think. Oh, okay. Like, until that fits
0: now. with our, our loose medical theming a bit better. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's what we'll be doing next Fortnite. We'll be going through a bunch of stuff uh, that we've talked about in previous episodes and uh, revisiting it. Some things that, you know, we didn't finish the whole uh, show in, in our episode or, more of this show or books or whatever it is has come out since, and we kind of want to touch yeah. in on it again and, and re- revisit it, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and so we'll be talking about, like, a lot of things, I yeah. think, uh, mostly focusing on more recent stuff, but there's some old things we also want to touch on. Yep. Um, um. So I guess some some highlights that we wanted to, I guess, bring up now so people can make sure they're uh, as up-to-date as they might need to be. mm mm-hmm.
0: um, yeah, actually, I guess it's worth pointing out as well that we will kind of put timestamps in the description for each thing that we talk about. So if you are you haven't caught up on uh, on the new episodes of Firefly that haven't come out, then you can just skip that section and, and we'll talk about, you know, get jump forward to the next thing.
1: Yeah, we'll try to make it clear in each of those sections as well exactly where we're talking about the spoilers for, because yep. uh, it'll be a bit all over the place for each thing.
0: Yeah, Um. some of the things that we're going to be touching on include the Adventure Zone, which I'm very excited to talk about. Because when we did that episode, it was pre-The End of Balance. And obviously a lot has happened since in the past year or so. We're almost at the end of Amnesty
1: now. Yes. Um. Our crazy Ex-Girlfriend finished recently, and I think we both have a fair bit to, um, you know, fawn over that about.
0: Yeah. Um. One that I really want to talk about again is The Good Wife. Uh, you prescribed yeah. that way long ago, and I got through a bunch of seasons of it. And I've just recently finished off Season 7 and started the spin-off The Good Fight. So... Uh, check yes. out some of those if you want to be, if you want to ch- uh, take part in that conversation.
1: I have a feeling that'll be a decent chunk of the episode based mm-hmm. on what you just said, because I have, a, I have a lot I'll want to talk about there too. Um, <laughs> I guess, I guess other things is I'm currently catching up in the latest season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we talked oh, about yes. oh. a bit a bit ago, so Man, we'll probably, probably touch on that.
0: Uh, I'm excited to talk about that as well. Um, and season two of The Dragon Prince came out, uh, which we did an yeah. episode when season one had come out, and we're going to talk about season two as well. As well as a bunch of other things. Worm, Westworld, uh, the one hundred, uh, the expanse, all kinds of random things from our Yeah, back We'll long. talk about it a lot. Spider-Man, the new Spider-Man movie, Final Space. Ooh, lots of things in here. Um So if you wanna if you want to check out some of that stuff, uh please do. Um and if you wanna check it out and you want to kind of give us some some thoughts on the latest season of Agents of Shield or whatever it might be, um Please feel free to do that and uh, send us an email with your thoughts and we might kind of touch on them in the annual checkup uh, in a fortnight. Uh, the best way to do that, of course, is to shoot us an email at mediamdpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Uh, we're also on Twitter. Media MD podcast, uh, you know, a good chunk of that right now is is my packed live reads. But yes. obviously, it's it's uh you know, its origin story is as the Media MD Twitter account, and, <laughs> and so God that's dang still it, it's gonna what stay you can like use that. it for. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah, so if you're following the Twitter account, you'll see Elliot's live tweets of Pact for our other show that we're doing with the Doof Media Network, which is Deep Impact. Uh, if you haven't checked that out, you should. You should. It's great. It's going through some really good <laughs> episodes at the moment. So give it a check out.
1: I'm really enjoying the story right <laughs> yeah, now. It's been it's, some yeah. crazy shit.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we decided to do this podcast Elliot, Not because of the two to three episodes a week, but because it's a great story to share.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, all of the things that we just mentioned, uh, our Twitter, our email, or you can leave us a review on iTunes. You can find all of this stuff on the website, which is MediaMDPodcast.com. Um, also on the website, you can find clues for the MediaMD ARG, where you can help us figure out just who is Dr. M.D., And why are his three horns so racist? Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this Fortnite's clue? Change. Change. And we'll see you next Fortnite.